Hello, and welcome to episode 102 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. In this episode, we have comic reviews. We're going to look at Strange Adventures number one and Strange Academy number one. This is your spoiler alert for both of those comics, so if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, please pause the podcast and come at come back after you've read those comics this is matt and i'm joined by constructing comics co-host noah hey there noah um i think we're gonna start off with strange academy so why don't you uh lead us off with your initial thoughts and then we'll do a deep dive into that book uh yeah i liked it a lot i like scotty young's writing especially his more uh, i really like that he can write funny books like um rocket raccoon and then you know more serious books like this and he's shown that with this image series as well. So I like the world that he creates here. And I like a lot of the characters that they're memorable for the most part. But um, I feel like I, I don't know if this uh, this is one that I'm going to continue reading issue by issue, though. Uh, it just didn't grab me very much. Didn't grab me as much as some other series have. But uh, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would I would agree with you. I, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say it was something that like uh, really, really pulled me in. Um, uh, you know, it was, it's nothing that we haven't seen before, which is not a bad thing. And, you know, it's a getting the team together. Um, there's a lot of sort of, there was a lot of sort of like X-Men vibes to it. Yeah. You know, the young, young kid dis- discovers their powers. Um, somebody comes, explains it to the parents and they go away to a school. Um, you know, but this school has got the, the magical aspect to it. Um, but like, yeah, I, I would agree with you that I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something that was like, oh, I have to, I have to see what comes next. And uh, I think that could have been possibly like one of the, the, the failings. Like there wasn't like a, like a BKV, like saga type of like cliffhanger, like last page where you're like, oh my God, like uh, what's happening next? Like it, it didn't have that. And it, it didn't really like see any uh, like mystery throughout it. Yeah, no, like, and I, and I was going to make some comparisons to something like Harry Potter or something like that, you know, but what was, what's great about the Harry Potter books and movies is that there's always a mystery, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that runs through it all and that sort of brings you back. And even even in like a good comic, you need to have something that like that plot that's going on plot wise. I think the draw for this book is the fun of it all, like the fun mm-hmm. of the imagery and the fun of the action and the characters. I think that's supposed to be the draw and it's sort of a simple plot line from then on um, as we'll get to it with how sort of basically how I think Dr. Strange sort of sums up what this book is going to be about in the end. Um, but it's, it's interesting though, because I've read, have you read Middle West by Scotty Young? No, I have not. That book has an interesting mystery that runs from the first issue onwards. So I wonder why he chose not to do sort of that approach to this, maybe because it would have been too Harry Potter like, I'm guessing, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. I mean, for a little while I was thinking that the the way the book was, was going about three, three fourths of the way through, I was thinking, Oh, the mystery is going to be that strange isn't here and they have to go, they have yeah. to go find them. And like, even they, they kind of hint at it like one of the like one of the students is, says something to the fact that the fact that strange isn't there and i was like okay i was right about that this is going to be hey these you know this is strange academy dr strange set it up but for some reason he's he's not there and these kids are going to have to go find him uh, but then you know page turn he he's you know battling a uh, a beastie which is really cool when the, when the yeah. team works together but that wasn't even the mystery that was was presented to us 
And, you know, that is another thing, too, and we'll get into it a little bit more, but the, the drama and the conflict between the characters is there for just a short amount of time, and you kind of get to a place where you're like, oh, wow, how are, they got, how are these two mismatched people going to work through it? But even then, that's ruined the next couple of pages because the whole, you know, they defeat the monster in the end all t- together, you know, working together, and uh, that sort of defeats the purpose of having I guess, well, just, uh, yeah, yeah, it sort of defeats the purpose of having, you know, these characters sort of like these dichotomies between the characters. Yeah, and even when um, uh, Domorma, I'm sorry, I, I, Dormammu's I'm, son, yeah. Yeah, he shows up and uh, I was like, oh, this is, this is the conflict. And then like two, page later, two pages later, everything is sort of uh, cleared up. You know, I think it's... Uh, Dr. Voodoo steps in and says, hey, no, he's, he's a student here with us. And sort of that, that goes away. Like you could have had him show up on the last page and like that would have been like, oh, we're under attack. Then you could have had that classic, you know, Marvel, we, we fight, then we realize we're on the same side. Um, yeah. you, you could have even set it up like that, but there was not much, yeah. not, not much of that there. Yeah, and, you know, the one of, like, you know, some of the best X-Men runs and some of the just, like, you know, best team stories in general, you have to have that first battle where the team doesn't work well together mm-hmm. you know, and they can't put their personal feelings aside and they lose the battle and that's a learning experience. But there's nothing like that here, which I think is sort of, again, an interesting approach. And there is going to be a draw to this book afterwards just because the art and the script, like the dialogue are really great, you mm-hmm. know, and the characters are really well defined and great too. So yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. So yeah, well, let's get into it, I guess. Yeah. So, but I think one thing here that we, we could, we could talk about for uh, like a second or two is this is another person who has mainly done most of their, their start in comics as, as a, as an artist. Yeah. This transition. Um, so you can see some of the differences between a book that we talk a lot about, uh, White Knight. There wasn't any of that sort of bond level, you know, explaining what they were they were doing. There was a little bit where the the faculty gets gets announced, but that's just sort of like also that's sort of like that cool sort of superheroes walking in moment that you need to have in a comic. And you know, Scotty Young's like really good at writing and that's mm-hmm. the thing that like he's like he's a he's a pretty good writer mainly because he sticks to simple premises you know and uh but at the same time that doesn't mean that you're a good writer that's a stupid thing to say but he does stick to simple pre- premises but he makes them work mm-hmm. like uh you know in rocket raccoon there's very simple premises and even though there's a good mystery with his his first rocket raccoon stuff but then you have like uh i hate fairyland which is has no plot you know, like it's just each issue is Gert destroying a new fantasy trope. And uh, there's nothing really pushing the plot forward. It's just a fun world to be in. And I think this book, it's not as goofy in tone as that book is, but it reminds me a lot of I Hate Fairyland um, than any of his other books. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess we should um, give the the art team a little bit of uh, credit here. You had mentioned oh, yeah. earlier that the the art's pretty amazing. It is it is phenomenal. And uh, let me let me look up who the try to remember who the artist is. Uh, Isn't it her? Is it uh, Roberto Ramos? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he is phenomenal. And then the the colorist is uh, let me find that. Who's the colorist? Is um oh where are you? Here we go. Um, Edgar Delgado. Beautiful okay. colors. Did you like the colors on this? Yeah, I did. And you know, it's it's you know a book with a lot of magical effects. You know, yeah. they, they 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 handle that really well with the with the art and the coloring. Yeah, really beautiful stuff. Looks like a water, like I, at first I was like, is this, I thought maybe Humberto Ramos had watercolored over his artwork mm -hmm. at first, just because of how, how great the textures are in this book. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, Edgar Delgado's beautiful colors. It's just wonderful. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, I think uh, that would, it would be fair to say that we both, uh, we both liked it, but I don't think we would say that we, we thought it was like, you know, amazing and, and kept us on the edge of the uh, edge of our seat. Uh, do you have any, yeah. uh, do you, do you have any final thoughts before we, uh, we go to go to the next book? Um, nothing really, you know, that big. Um, again, I, like I said, like it's, it's really well written. Like there's just not much holding me here, of course. And, uh, but I still think it's worth picking up and looking at it for yourself. Like, I really don't think it's a book you should pass by completely. Cause it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And like, uh, for me, like it wouldn't be something that I like, I could hand this easily to my son who's 12 yes. and he, he would yeah. probably enjoy it. It might actually in a roundabout way be kind of geared to, 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 to younger readers. I get that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, Scotty Young has a style of writing that gear, that gears well towards younger readers. And then of course, Ramos's art style is just beautiful for all ages. So. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's dive into to the next book, which I think is going to take us a little bit longer to dissect. And that yeah. is Strange Adventures number one, um, written by Tom King. We have Interiors by Mitch Jarrods and Evan Doc Shainer. Um, the the letters are done by Clayton Clouds, um, and I would have to assume that uh, those guys are also the Jarrods and Shainer are also the the colorist here. I know Jared's at least colors his own work. I'm guessing Shaner colored his, but I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Jared's took, you know, colored uh, Shaner's work, maybe. Yeah, I don't think um, I see anybody listed, but that actually, you saying that uh, kind of makes sense because it looks like, you know, there's not a radical shift in, I mean, the the art works well, but the, the coloring, there's not a radical shift, um, you know, in the in the coloring when, when we change from, from artists. So that, that might be the case. Yeah. It's the, I like the, the two art styles and I like that there's some, I like the subtle differences and I like how Jared's and Shaner's uh, art styles contrast with each other. But yeah, I also like how there's sort of a unified color scheme across the whole board. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, they, makes sense they played to their to their strengths but uh Definitely. mitch did the sort of the grim and gritty where um uh evan uh shaner did the uh the sort of like classic superhero um storyline and, and poses and stuff like that so yeah he's very clean cut uh, doc shaner is yeah. and uh yeah mitch jared's is that nice messy textured artwork that we love him for Yep. So I don't want to go too much into the story because sometimes yeah. we, we break down things too in depth. I just sort of want to talk a little bit about the, maybe some of the themes that we, that we see here. 
Yeah, there, there's a lot of similarity between this and Mr. Miracle, of course, just because it's it's a similar team, same teams, mm-hmm. but a different mystery. But it's almost the same the same format where you have the contrast between two different things, right? Uh, like in Mr. Miracle, you have the uh, the two narr like the narration that's very uh, reminiscent of sort of Jack Kirby's and Jack Kirby's writing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know like of like classic Silver Age comic book dialogue. And then you, of course, you have like the harsh grim reality. You have that a lot here too. Just with here, it's, you know, it's more prevalent in the art style where you have Doc Shaner, his artwork contrasted with Mitch Jarrod's where Doc Shaner's artwork is very, you know, of course, clean cut, reminiscent of that romantic Silver Age artwork. And then you have the dialogue matching that style as well versus Mitch Jarrod's, which is very typical. Uh, Tom King and Jarrod's very gritty real uh almost like you know awkwardly real dialogue yeah uh a lot of this book is made up of like three panel grids yes um uh there's a few nine page grid nine page panel grids um but for the most part it flows um the the beats are pretty consistent with that uh mainly the those three panel pages and even when they're more panels they 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 fit into that top third middle third um bottom third sort of breakdown top to bottom yeah there's definitely the three i was trying to think about that as i was reading through it today and there's definitely like a three quadrant system at play throughout all the pages but yeah they are going for more of the um uh i always associate this with sort of like darwin cook Mm -hmm. he did the like the three panel pages and things like new frontier it, it reminds me a lot of that and how they how they sort of how doc shaner and, and jared's do their art with the three panel pages but then even some of them with the three panels there's like a three there's like three quadrants mm-hmm. within each panel so it, it feels a lot like a nine panel grid would as well like there's something definitely in the left middle and center in each panel yeah, I, I see that. Like, I'm I'm looking at uh, one of the pages where um, we 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 do see that repeating panel of um, Adam holding out his hand for the book uh, book signing. But even yes. like with some of those, there's the one where the guy's yelling at him, um, and there's people to the left, people to the right of that guy. So it still almost gives you that uh, that that nine panel feel without without it being broken with a harsh sort of you know. Uh, gutter or anything like that yeah the book moves really fast also because of the how centered everything is Mm -hmm. again like and then that page is perfect example of that and also of the uh nine panel grid idea whereas like you know so jared's and king have talked about this with mr miracle is that what's great about like nine panel grids is that you can have that you can have a whole page centered around like clearly centered around a central image Mm-hmm. that middle panel and the nine panels. And this page is very much so structured like that, where, you know, your eye, like we've talked about on the podcast before, you want to arrange the page around what's most important. And you can tell by looking at it, that panel is the most important, but it's in like a three panel grid mm-hmm. of these wide angles. Um, yeah. It's just cool to see the the nine panel grid without nine panels. Yeah. So uh, most of that, us talking about this book at the start was was the art let's uh let's switch a little bit to to the writing um 
So I don't think it's any secret that Tom King works through a lot of issues um, when, when he, when he writes, um, yeah. you know, sheriff, you know, you, you got to think that that's him dealing with uh, his experiences there. Um, Mr. Miracle is very much a story of, uh, you know, becoming a father and, and dealing with, with that. And I have to think with this book that this is him sort of dealing with some of his issues of for the longest time being sort of the, the, the top writer, the, the guy who was writing Batman, the guy who was writing DC and DC events and sort of the, the, the stress the the perception sort of the some of the feedback he was getting there did you see that as well i just got that now as you were saying it i was like oh yeah duh this is about yeah like you said you you hit it on your hammer you hit the head on you hit the nail on the head with the last with your analysis of the of the other books like mr miracle and also there's this idea of you know when tom king burst onto the scene with batman and sheriff of babylon everybody was like this guy's amazing. This guy's great mm -hmm. saving Batman. And then there was this like turning point two years ago where nothing Tom King did was received. Well, you know, like he had, like he was coming off of good runs with Batman, Sheriff of Babylon, Mr. Miracle. But then the wedding issues happened. Mm -hmm. uh, Heroes in crisis. Heroes in crisis happened, which I've not read. And I, and I've not really hated anything that I've read by Tom King either, but like that, like that happened and all of a sudden it was like there were so many people out there to basically wreck, like tell him that he's like killed Batman. You know, he's killed Batman for people. He's ruined it for everyone. He's ruined childhoods, that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's this, there's definitely that going on here as well with um sort of what the, the arc that it seems like uh, Adam Strange is on. Yeah, and like I, I think even through sort of like some of the the craziness of of heroes in crisis, I think people he might have even actually got like death threats for what I he did what he did to 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 Barry Allen. Which, when you read the story with something that happens, it sort of turns that narrative around. But you got to think that's still influenced by that that experience. Most definitely, yeah. Yeah, and uh, again, also you have this uh, strong love for a female figure that you get in a lot of Tom King's books. He really mm -hmm. writes sort of good relationships between men and women, um, whether that's in Sheriff of Babylon between the main agent and the uh, uh, the Middle Eastern woman, the, like the the intelligence agent um, there, and uh, of course Big Barda, Mister Miracle, Batman, and Catwoman. He does a good job of. Uh, writing good relationships between men and women. Yeah. So I know we said that we're not going to go too much into this because we want people to, to experience for, really them, for themselves. Yeah. And even we, we did give a spoiler alert, but there's a, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a mystery to be solved. And uh, Adam Strange goes to, to somebody, somebody that uh, we know and Tom King knows fairly well and ask him to, to, to look into it. Um, it's funny that he didn't write that character, any dialogue for the three panels that he's in. Um, oh, that's true. I, I didn't yeah. notice that, uh, but now, yeah. now I see that. Yeah. Basically uh, also just uh, maybe a very meta moment again. That he's not, that he's Adam. not writing batting Batman anymore. Yeah, or else, or, you know, Batman's not going to help him anymore get mm -hmm. out of something. So, you know, if, if you say, if you replace Adam Strange with Tom King right here, 
it's kind of interesting to look at it that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was fascinating. Um, but I like, uh, I like who Batman sets him up with to help him. Um, yeah, that's somebody that we haven't seen a lot of. And I, I think that that's good that, uh, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't somebody that we that we see all the time that you know a, a lantern or, or or somebody like that coming in to do it so I, I think that was that was cool so we're, we're set up to this is going to be a 12 issue series um and uh it looks like uh maybe we sort of have like a a strange buddy cop uh uh mystery to to solve here I hope so. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really like this and it's, uh, it's my intro to the, uh, Adam strange. I- I've never really read anything where he's a prevalent figure before. Um, so this was really great to, to pick this book up and, uh, I picked up, um, DC reprinted one of his older silver age issues mm-hmm. recently. And I picked that up too and gave that a read and been going back and reading about Adam strange and his cool backstory and everything. And, reading about the guy that's going to show up because I've read again, another thing I've never really read much stuff with uh, the new character that they just introduced at the end of this um, has a prevalent character as well until recently because he, he played a big part in, um, in metal. And then uh, of all the stuff that came after that, he was a decent part of that, but yeah, I'm, I'm just interested to see how these characters are written because Mr. Miracle is sort of my intro to like, I knew about sort of uh, the new God stuff, but not mm-hmm. too much. And Mr. Miracle really sparked my interest in that. And I'm thinking this series is really going to spark my interest in that sort of those old uh, justice society of America characters. All right. So with this being the, the, the first issue, um, it's going to take a while for it to un- unfold, but uh, do you have any, do you want to make like a, like a prediction on like who might be behind the, the, the mystery we're, we're trying to solve? No, I don't really want to. I, I, I really want to just like, uh, I guess just sort of uh, enjoy this book, you know, but uh, do you have any ideas? No. Um, I part of me is like wondering if there's going to be some reason like that he did do it and he just didn't realize I kind of uh you know okay so yeah I guess I take back what I'm saying because there's stuff in this that's again very reminiscent of Mr. Miracle where there's like things are flickering in the panels so like again playing with this idea of like how Mr. Miracle is always playing with like what's real what's Mm -hmm. not real yeah yeah I think we might get a little bit of that yeah so I'm I mean, the the lame prediction to make is that it's not what it seems, right? And uh, that, yeah, maybe in a meta sense, yeah, there's like two Adam Stranges or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so do you think maybe they'll try to do some of that uh, Mr. Miracle style storytelling where like, um the 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 narrative went through all 12 issues but like one issue was sort of like remember how we got the one that was sort of like the 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 boss battle game and then one was sort of like the romantic comedy um issue do you think that they might tackle that or you think they want to try to do something different where they just try to tell us like a straightforward uh mystery i think they're gonna do that what's interesting too is that this book and the last god are very similar Mm -hmm. as well like you're sort of uh you know, there's this one big event and you're seeing it from both angles, I guess. 
yeah um like what led up to the event and then what happened after the event going alongside each other so i think it, I, I think they're gonna go i could see it going both ways i guess i could see it being one continuous 12 issue series but i could also see it being like mr miracle where each issue you could read on its own and enjoy on its own but then appreciate it the best as a part of the 12 issues yeah, and I wonder if with this being a uh, a black label book, if they'll be able to do anything differently that they they weren't able to do. I mean, I know Mister Miracle didn't take place in the in the DC universe, but that was pre this black label um, imprint. So that might be interesting to see what they can do with like a little bit more, maybe getting a little bit more edgy storytelling and stuff like that. So. Yeah, this one is definitely at least there's just one I was I was reading it today and uh while I was getting my oil changed I had it open to the graphic sex part and uh, uh, like this guy was sitting right next to me and I was like I was just reading it panel by panel and then like had no idea that I had the book flipped in his direction so that like if he looked over he'd be like what the heck is that guy reading? <laughs> so um but uh so yeah I think they might get a little more graphic uh language might be a little more strong uh, and uh yeah um what's interesting is that mr miracle and white knight came out around the same time mm-hmm. neither of them were black label and then i think both of them were very important in sort of getting the black label going and now we have uh those people back to keep the black label alive yeah i i agree with you there um yeah. i'm i'm looking forward to this i think uh I think uh, it seems to be that we have a pretty winning formula when you have Tom King on a 12-issue series that, for the most part, I would have to assume that the editorial team is going to leave him alone. Mm. Um, You know, uh, The Vision was on Marvel. That was 12. That sort of did its own thing. You know, people came in and out, but it didn't have to tie into anything else. Uh, Mr. Miracle was off doing his own, own thing. Um, uh, so yeah, I think, I think we're, I think we're in for another, another 12 issues of uh, intriguing comic book storytelling. And, and as we said, the, the art's pretty amazing here as well. Yeah, and the fanboys that get angry about how you treat Adam Strange won't be as vocal. Very true, very true. Yeah, yeah. they're all they're all like ninety five years old. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So um, I think that that's going to do it. That was a that was a pretty quick review, but I think we we covered most of the uh, most of what we wanted to cover there. Um, do you want uh, yeah. do you want to do you have any any final thoughts as as we close up? Nope, no final thoughts. I think I got all right. All right, so um, I'd like to plug the the Kickstarter that I'm in. It's got about, at the time of this recording, it's got about nine days to go. It's uh, called Cthulhu is Hard to Spell, Terrible Twos. Um, it's an anthology. It's got, I think, nearly 70 creators in it, uh, wow. one being one being Paul Jenkins, who did a lot of work on uh, Spider-Man um, for, for Marvel. Um, so if you, if you could, if you could check that out, I'll, I'll have a link for that in the show notes. Um, also, if you could give us a rating on whatever podcasting service you use to listen to this podcast, we'd really enjoy it. If you want to keep up with the podcast, we are on social media. Twitter is at construct compod. 
Instagram is at Constructed Comics Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Constructed Comics. And we'll be back with another episode very soon.